calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Everybody, what's up? <laughs> Back in the feed, and it feels so good. Gosh, I'm a little nervous. Do you think that I remember how to make a podcast? It's been at least yeah, a couple doing of it. weeks. At least a couple. I'm supposed I, to talk <laughs> into the microphone. That's how it works. It's like riding a bike. You want to actually straddle the microphone and then pedal it. <laughs> uh, I think. I guess we're officially back. Hello. Um, Yay. <laughs> welcome to a very fun little, what would you call this? An interstitial uh, jaunt? What's the proper, what's the business term? Yeah, I keep referring to it as a Sherbert course. <laughs> Great. Yes, a palate because cleanser. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a palate cleanser in between courses, if you will. <laughs> we are doing a little mini series here on a show that we love uh, so much so that I've watched it twice and Jenny's watched it, I don't know, 14 times. How many times have you watched Yellow Jackets? Like three times. Four like, times. Four, four times, times. Four times. Yeah. Um, so we're we're doing, we're putting on our rewatch hats for a quick rewatch because there's only one season to be rewatched uh, of the show Yellow Jackets that aired on Showtime. Uh, and we're doing it in anticipation of season two, which is coming in in 2023 uh we actually not to alarm you but we're about to take you uh transport you into the past because uh this little mini series originally appeared uh exclusively on our patreon feed but now we are bringing it out into the light (laughs) sharing it with all the good people uh because we miss being in the feed and because we love this show hell yeah and uh because we're Working away in the background, we've got great, enormous plans. I thought you were going to say great big plans. And I was like, Jenny, you have a song for that. (laughs) I I deliberately didn't say that specific phrase because I didn't want this to come up. But now here we are. That's what my role is here at Buffering a Rewatch Adventure Studios. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished yet again. Uh, A fun treat for you all is that Doom Coming, that's the title of this here podcast, is going to air every week. Uh, So you're going to get an episode every week for the next 10 weeks as we go back through the series. Uh, Jenny mentioned this aired in Patreon. So you are going to hear us talk to our patrons because when we initially made this, we were making it for them. Uh, So now you know. Now you'll know what happens behind the curtain. Um, We also talk about... 
We also talk about a Discord channel. Um, we do have that Discord channel. It is called Doom Coming. It is in the buffering Discord, but that Discord is just for our patrons. So at any point, if you want to join the Patreon family, you sure can. You just go to patreon.com slash buffering cast. There's actually two Discord channels, a Doom Coming channel and then a What's the Buzz channel for spoilers and Reddit theories. Yes, and that's a great point. I mean, we'll probably talk about this in the main episode as well, but look to the show notes if you've not seen this uh, show before because we will tell you the timestamps uh, where the What's the Buzz segment happens, and that's where the spoilers are. So you'll know. You'll know because you'll hear Jenny's delightful jingle, but uh, you'll also know when to pop back in. Jenny, um, a couple of other things. Tis the season. Uh, <gasps> tis truly, it's, tis perhaps the season more than tis <laughs> ever been in the past. You literally for a second sounded just like Sarah Jessica Parker in Hocus Pocus 1. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tis, tis the Thank season you. where I see Tis the season written everywhere and constantly think it's a reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then remember that Tis mm. the season did exist before Faith Lahane said it. Uh, Unconfirmed. There's also some pretty exciting shit in our store. Do you want to do you want to tell the good people some of your favorite items, Jenny? Oh, my goodness. OK, for the first time ever, we have made Buffering the Vampire Slayer wrapping paper uh there's four colorways two designs one of them is the smash lizard and the other is a little tis the season business uh they're both gorgeous we've also got a cool new leatherette ornament Mm -hmm. with the smash design on it uh it's green and gold very very cool we've got two are you ready for it i'm ready two versions of a scooby's forever Tea. We've got a long sleeve with the Scoobies forever down the sleeve and the little skull on the chest, like in the pocket area. And then we've got the full logo with the rockers on the back of a short sleeve tee. They both look extremely cool. I'll tell you what else. Mm-hmm. We really went for it this season we really because did. tis mm-hmm. the season. Uh, we've got the Yowler cat, the oh. iconic Yowler cat on a new corduroy hat. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but corduroy is really what it's all about this season. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I just want to say that Jenny and I get merch that we want, and I feel like we have great taste. So good job, us. Uh, (laughs) The fucking long sleeves are printed on fucking champion shirts, so just put that in your pipe and smoke it. God damn it. Also, the the short sleeves are comfort colors. It's just like, listen, okay? It's cool. It's good shit, and you can find it all at bufferingthevampireslayer.com. The ornament, the socks, the long sleeve are all in the UK store as well. Well, okay. Couple of nice. couple of updates from the land of Patreon. Um, right around the bend, we've got our live watch of the uh, the episode that you might know. Jenny likes to quote it a lot. Uh, it's about righteous men and whether we yes, are <laughs> or are not them. <laughs> it's also about it being tis the season. Yeah, yeah. it's a men's. Um, we're gonna watch it as a group in the patron discord on the 10th of December. Yeah. Uh, and also that same that very same day, we have a book club. Uh, the last of 2022. We're reading Nona the ninth. Uh, this whole series of books has been incredible. And we are reading this is our third in the series. And there's something else happening in Patreon in 2023, um, which we want we, we want to just tell it tease just a touch. We're not going to give you all the goods right now, but some. Mm. The exact details, the whens and wherefores are still clouded and shrouded in mystery, but 
we can tell you that for our beautiful patrons, we are going to be making special bonus podcast episodes where we read through the canonical Buffy comics in 2023. Yeah, that dark horse shit, right? That dark horse business. business. Kristen's got a real foul mouth I know. Today. I spent 24 hours in the company of my mother and now just can't stop cursing. So I'll do it. <laughs> I was immersed in Long Island. I mean, she doesn't even live there anymore, but you know, it'll always, you can take the girl out of Long Island, but you can't take the Long Island out of the girl. True. I think that that's all we have to tell you here in this intro. Um, we're pretty excited to start this Yellow Jackets journey with you all because this show fucking rules. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, to those of you who haven't watched it yet, uh, you're in for a good time. It's a hoot and a half. Hell yeah. I would say it's, it might even be two hoots. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> why why did we suddenly at the end of this introduction become the snl skit about npr <laughs> this, this muffin is delicious jenny <laughs> <laughs> two hoots uh yeah well <laughs> clearly things are devolving here so why don't we get into the episode yeah let's do that also if you've never heard this podcast before buckle up for my favorite piece of music jenny owen youngs has ever written which is the theme to doom oh. coming Thank you. Mm -hmm. Here we go. buzzing and buzzing that we thought the day would never come and yet here we are hello <laughs> did you want to say and welcome and welcome to a podcast to full coming. of bees so many bees uh hey yeah you're right jenny what's the name of this podcast this podcast we're calling it doom coming for reasons that will become clear mm. later it's a spoiler for free first podcast as is our way indeed about the first season of a little gay show called yellow jackets set in new jersey a state that has a lot of meaning to both of us but one of us in particular Jersey strong, baby. <laughs> Not Jersey born, technically, but Jersey raised. Jersey proud. Where were you uh, born? Nobody in, can in hold me down. Pennsylvania? Yeah. But I, I moved to New Jersey when I was like three. So all of my consciousness, essentially. Yeah. Or all of it until I moved to New York was uh, Jersey based. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so I've always had the cousin of New Jersey sitting oh, right. Oh, yeah. New, New Yorkers love to claim New Jersey when it's convenient, <laughs> when a cool show is set there. Sure, now. But previously, I distinctly recall I did not uh, hearing claim. things like bridge and tunnel. Uh, I did not claim New Jersey. I was I literally referred to it as my cousin next door mm. my mm -hmm. yep just that guy next Sounds door like a claim. Like, Sounds i kind of got your like i kind of got your number jersey you know it's like i kind of know what you're Indeed. about and you kind of know what i'm about like we're just here new jersey and new york mm. like okay. siblings that like definitely want to fight each other but also like at the end of the day love each other right <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Okay. If that's yeah, yes. I mean, I'm for. I'm a. I'm a anti-feud. Yeah. Pro good vibes, but I'm still human. I can only take so much uh, mistreatment and. <laughs> As essentially a Jersey native, you know, the mistreatment Mm -hmm. I have endured up to this Mm -hmm. point in my life is significant. Well, Jenny, I would like to establish this as a safe space for you Uh, as a Mm. person from New Jersey. I respect uh, Jerseyans and I uh, respect your state uh, through all of its good and its bad. Uh, I feel in New York. If you're from Jersey (laughs) and you're listening on Patreon, drop a little NJ heart in the comments. Do it for me. Do it for Jenny. Um, the J and the J and NJ stands for Jenny. New Jenny. New Jenny, New Jersey. That's right. All right. So here's the deal. This uh, is a show that is spoiler free. So we're if you've only watched the pilot of Yellow Jackets, you're safe here, but we're gonna try something that we're kind of um borrowing from the pod that really inspired it all for us, right? Uh, or one of them. Mm. Which is Storm of Spoilers, which is was then the storm, uh, and they would do the storm and the calm, or the calm and the storm, right? The calm is where spoiler free yeah. zone, and then a little spoilery segment at the end. Kristen, I just came up with a segment name. I can't remember if we previously agreed on segment names, but I have an idea for what we could call the spoiler section. Hit me. Inspired by you. Oh, I love it already. What if we call it? What's the buzz? <laughs> wow. So the thing you made fun of me about, uh, I get it. I get Yeah, it. but I feel like you had a different idea for it. And I yeah. feel like this really is This the is thing. where it is. Yes. We Teamwork. Had, we, dream work. <laughs> we had considered calling it the locker room, but I like what's the buzz. That's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. What's the so, buzz? So, you know, I mean, because basically, so here's the deal. I watched Yellow Jackets. Um, I don't exactly remember why maybe somebody told me to watch it the internet Joanna i'm sure Robinson. somebody told you to Who watch knows? it and i loved it and i was like jenny you have to watch this show and jenny usually does not listen to me when i tell her to do things read books watch but shows then... but then what happened jenny but then i got covid and all i could do was lie very still <laughs> for two weeks uh and so I ripped into this show at long, sweet last. Yeah. And Jenny has a particular Jennyism about her where every, I don't know, like I'd say once every four to six years, something just hits right. And then that's all Jenny thinks or talks about for like several months. One once every four to six years. Okay. One to two times a year. No, not I like this. Hole. Not like mm. this. Not the mm. last time this happened was Game of Thrones. And the time before that was probably Human Centipede. Okay. So mm. just saying this, this level does not happen mm. as often as, the, you know, you have many, you have many bursts, but like, not like this. This was like deep. Right. Jenny watched the show and then watched it all over again a second time. And like while doing this was just immersed in Reddit. So like all I ever got was text messages from Jenny Own Young's being like, here's another Reddit thread. Did you read about this Reddit thread? Did you read this Reddit thread? <laughs> I would like to talk to you about this theory. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, so, yeah. I think there were probably like three unaired episodes by the time I started watching something like that. Three or four. 
So I like binged and then patiently waited each week and just spent a lot of time on Reddit between episodes. Yeah. And then once it was done, I watched it again. Yeah. All over again. Because I wanted to like get in the vibe. You know, I really wanted to like steep. Yeah. Yeah. And think about the possibilities. This is a fun show. I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but... I was really obsessed with watching this show because it hit so many points of like nostalgia for me all at once. I mean, I did not grow Mm -hmm. up in New Jersey, but as previously mentioned, I grew up in New York. We are both kids of the 90s. The music I'm sure we will talk about in this conversation and future conversations is like wild to me. It is it just like never stops. The hits never stop coming. Yeah. And then there's, like, this intrigue, mystery, uh, possible cannibalism of it all. Plus, we get these, like, iconic performers playing the roles of the 2021 girls, right? So, like, it's just, for me, it was just, like, such delicious fun from the beginning to the end in every way. Um, and I am very excited to talk about it with you, Jenny, in a professional format instead of just you screaming at me on a text thread about Reddit. Yeah. You know who was born in uh, Point Pleasant, New Jersey? Who? Tawny Cypress, oh. a.k.a. Adult Thaisa. Oh. Uh, but there's more than that, right? Isn't are there? You other... know. Yeah. OK, calm down, Kristen. Let me take up. you on a little Jenny's... tour. OK. <laughs> Was Christina Ricci born in Santa Monica, California? Yes. But did she go to high school in Montclair, New Jersey, and also elementary school and also middle school? (laughs) That was such a weird journey through her schooling. Sorry, I was reading her. I was scanning her (laughs) Wikipedia backwards. (laughs) I knew that she went. I knew that she went to Montclair High, but she also went to Glenfield Middle School and Edgemont Elementary. Uh, I lived in Montclair, New Jersey for a time. Mm -hmm. So no big Mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're basically friends. So two, that's two out of our, f- how many adults do we have? Four? Five? Five. Uh, we've got four adults kicking in this episode, Plus right? Allie. We've got. Don't forget about Allie. Okay, well, actually, let me tell you something, uh, Kristen. Yes. Allie is actually, adult Allie, who we, who we know later as adult Allie, is actually only credited in this episode as, <laughs> Guess what she's called? Oh my God! What um, a hot, hot, hot t- uh, tomato sauce! <laughs> wine lady, wine lady, Aww. wine lady. Um, but yeah, four. Okay, so four main. So we have four girls from the soccer team that are adults in this episode. We have Misty Quigley. Um, I remember her last name because I have relatives with the last name Quigley. Um, oh, yep, yep. So we have Misty, played by Christina Ricci, as an adult. We have Taisa, who you already talked about, Ty. Mm-hmm. We have Natalie, played by Juliette Lewis, the best mouth to ever smoke a cigarette on t- television in history. Mm-hmm. Find me a better mm-hmm. cigarette smoking mouth, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have Shauna, played by our darling, Melanie Linsky. Um, I don't know. What do you think the public's like relationship to Melanie Linsky is, or at least was like before Yellow Jackets exploded? Because I feel like as queer people as queer women specifically we're all like oh my god but i was a cheerleader uh, yeah and um, like heavenly creatures and heavenly creatures yeah melanie linsky was um, such like an indie queer darling for us in the 90s and the early 2000s yeah and then more recent i mean she's been in like a bazillion things she was also in uh castle rock 
which is a sort of Stephen King adaptation series that was that the Alzheimer's a... series. Uh, could you be more specific? Those um, the one with Sissy Spacek in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, it's all coming back to me now. I, I watched that when it was fresh, so it's been it. a handful of yeah. years. But I remember there is a particular moment in that. In that, I think it's the first. I think there's a couple of seasons at least of, of Castle Rock now, but this is just the first season, um, this particular story. And there is a moment where like everything kind of comes together. Th- things have been kind of like nebulous and uh, strange. And then everything kind of comes together in mm-hmm. th- this very particular moment. And it, it centers around Sissy Spacek and it's <laughs> fucked. It's like so intense and uh, so beautifully executed. I can't say any more than that. A, because yeah, I don't no remember spoilers enough. And also, because you should just go watch it. Um, but yeah, Melanie Linsky is like amazing. I mean, she's just fucking amazing. I mean, all of these, I think that the casting in this show is fucking phenomenal. I actually don't think that I have a single complaint about any of the casting at all, ever, throughout oh the whole. God. She was in 63 movie. episodes of Two and a Half Men. Oh, I never watched that show, but I'm sure she did a great job. Uh, uh, she Jenny... was also in Over the Garden Wall. Sorry, she was a oh, voice in Over right. the Garden Wall, which everybody should watch right. if you haven't seen it. It's uh, short and sweet and amazing. Um, I also want to let you know, since you were naming folks from New Jersey, that when I did a little digging on the music supervisors of this mm. show... Um, Who are they? Their names are Jen Malone and Whitney Pilzer. I'm not sure if that's you, how right. you pronounce uh, Whitney's last name. Who were also that these two were also music supervisors or uh, sorry, they're music supervisors on Yellow Jackets, but they also helped on shows like um, Euphoria, Zola, Atlanta. So they are, um, you know, really good at what they fucking do. And Jen Malone. Mm-hmm. Grew up in New Jersey in the 90s. So, you know, just saying a lot of Jersey in this show. And I love it. I fucking love it. So uh, probably since this is the first episode of Doom Coming, we should talk to you about the fact that we're going to be just like chilling the fuck out in this space. You know, like we're like watching the episodes and we're. (laughs) Kristen's going to demonstrate how chill we are by a casual deployment of uh, the gerund version of fuck. (laughs) Uh, I just want folks to know that like we're watching this show. Jenny has watched it three times now, maybe four. I've watched it two times, maybe three. And we're just going to like hang out in the space. We're going to try to break our buffering format of scene by scene and talk about our feelings as they come to us. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. buckle up, get get a cocktail or a mocktail, put your fucking feet up and just let's mm-hmm. talk about yellow jackets. Okay. What does this episode have to offer us? You know, Kristen, maybe it would be cool. Do you want to talk about everything that happens in the wilderness as like one kind of little zone sure because we get a lot of like chop chop right and it's all cut up through the whole episode um and we've also both seen the entire series a couple times now right and i have so and to your point jenny about talking about like things in the wilderness. I have three, 
<laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, we're so chill. And then the thing I said right after, we're so chill, is I actually have three colors that I use to code my notes. <laughs> I actually did the same thing. <laughs> Because one of the most powerful things about this episode, what we'll stick there, is the fucking like format of this shit. Because we're not, it's not just 96 2021, right? It's Mm -hmm, 96 mm -hmm. nostalgia, 96 trauma, and 2021. Like, and the, the, the 96 trauma is like wilderness. That's the woods. That's like all the shit that's happening in the fucking woods. And it's the, it's colored red in mine. What's what color is okay. yours? What color is yours? Uh, for the wilderness, mine is green. Oh, my green is um, ninety six. My my green is ninety six. Fun ninety six. What's your what's your ninety six? Uh, uh, I actually I actually didn't differentiate between ninety six and twenty twenty one. I just went with green for the wilderness, yellow for important narrative mm. slash things that I like like stuff that I want to touch on but that's just sort of like serves the general narrative thing blue for needle drops and pink for anything Laura Lee says or does oh my god wow okay great 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 I just have red for wilderness yellow orange for night for um present day and green for 90s and then I used the font um oh my god you <laughs> He switched fonts. I used the font Courier New for the things that I was like, you have to talk about this thing. Incredible. So that's the behind the scenes uh, look at what the fuck we're doing in our notes. But yeah, let's talk about the wilderness. So this opening scene, I don't think it's like a spoiler to say that this opening scene is really important. And if you've seen the whole series, you've probably come back to it. We've all come back to it. This is a big deal what happens in this opening scene. It's winter. There's a girl. <laughs> She's running. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hear my my verbatim notes for this? Yeah, yeah, hit me. Ah, uh, yes, winter. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> then it says, running barely clothed through the woods, whispery ghost voices, animal noises, bones, caca, but is that a human caca or what? Falling into a pit, one bloody foot, Oh, yeah, that girl is dead. Necklace. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, that is really good. Um, my, I have just one sentence. Oh. One complete sentence. Okay. Including parentheticals. Uh, <laughs> and a dash. Okay, pit girl with the heart necklace. Dash. I have a hard time believing she'd land so perfectly impaled by so many wooden spikes, especially <laughs> the one that's through her elbow. Yeah. Oof. Uh, ah, or oof. that she'd be, as she appears, instantly lifeless. Where is the twitching? I just, uh, maybe it's a, you know, standards and practices. I don't know if they knew that they were going to be making the show for Showtime when they made the pilot. I'm mm. not sure production wise whether they made a pilot and shopped it or if they just shopped like the pitch mm-hmm. um but it just feels a little too immediate uh to feel like realistic. her death her death feels too immediate yeah and the, not, the we perfectly placed no i mean the, a lot of the scenes in the wilderness i think are unclear you think they're deliberately uh misleading well i'm just saying we see her laying there completely motionless Except Which the, makes me think her little hand is twitching just ever so slightly. But I feel like it's 
Not enough. It's not I know, enough when for I, me. When I rewatched it, I was like, okay, but is she dead? And that's why one of my notes <laughs> is, okay, yeah, that girl is dead. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I ever quite calculated how many places she had been impaled. But yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're moving fast. We're trying to establish a lot. This was uh, an incredible opening scene. Like we're rewatching it, but I remember watching this opening scene because I, like you, Jenny, watched it when there were several episodes. You had more than me, but I had five, and I just tore through them. And this was this hook. This is a hook for me, anyway. I was just like, "Oh fuck, what the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, and yeah. You, um, yeah, like if we're going to stay in the wilderness, even before we leave like the first wilderness scene, but in general, we get this really fucking eerie, creepy as all get out, like fur and antler and otherwise amended outfits f- that are on these girls in the wilderness. Like it's creepy. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the the blood in the footprints. Yeah, um, just one. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, anything is possible, but it seems like, you know, perhaps this was a deliberate uh, release and hunt. Right. Um, and maybe will cut your foot so you're easier to track. Ooh, maybe, God. Oh, Maybe fuck. the foot is cut. I mean, very realistic for the foot to be cut in the course of running, you know, a chase and attempted escape or whatever. But, um, but yeah, and that's unless that's where your head is definitely watching this, right? You're like, oh, these girls are fucking hunting each other in the woods because they're they need to eat each other. Like, that's, I mean, that is where you begin. That is where this show wants you to begin. And whether we'll all be there by the end, I don't know. But like, that's definitely what this feels like, especially because other things we see in the wilderness are them eating hunks of like freshly cooked meat. Also suspending, uh, like hanging the corpse of a woman upside down and bleeding it. Yeah. Also that. Also just fucking slitting the throat of this fuck this girl we are to believe that it's this girl i don't know no yeah hang on is it meant to be that girl because hang on one second let me just oh this is exactly the kind of thing you don't want me to do on our relaxed chill show (laughs) look (laughs) things up while we're talking Uh-oh, Kristen's going to get mad at me. Also, we know fucking Misty is in the wilderness chomping on some fucking meat because she's the only reveal that we get in the wilderness at the very end. She lifts this, like, skin, fur face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and after they've feasted. Misty. Yep. And she gives an E little smile that's so creepy Ooh. Ooh. my locations in the in the wilderness are bearskin faces misty cannibal fire <laughs> woods cannibal uh-huh. flash uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and i guess that's it except for the first scene what were you looking up jenny uh i was just rolling back to the scene where they do uh, hang up the young woman and slit her throat because I couldn't remember seeing the uh, the the spike wounds, um, but oh. it looks like they're there. It's just okay. very bl- she's just very blurred out. She's very like the focus is on very much on the foreground and she's very yeah. blurry in the background. 
So, yeah, so there's, um, there's, I mean, if you put all the wilderness scenes together, they've given us a girl runs through the woods, falls into a pit, is impaled while someone else wearing pink Converse and also a fucking co-ed naker, naked soccer shirt, is, <laughs> <laughs> which I have some, I have a thing to say about that shirt, but mm-hmm. um, then that they're all sort of eating piles of meat after stringing up, we are to believe this same girl and bleeding her out. But nothing is clear, right? Which is really, come on. That's the whole fun of this show is that nothing is clear. Um, Are there other things that you want to talk about in the wilderness specifically, Jenny? Because I kind of want to like get, I want to take the nothing is clear into 2021 when we're done with the wilderness. Um, Can we talk about Coen Naked Soccer for a second? So For those of you who weren't alive in the 90s, I uh, just want to let you know that there was a series of television. <laughs> nope. There was a series of T-shirts mm-hmm. uh, that would be like co-ed naked fill in the blank. And then it would have a saucy little tagline. I'm going to read you some of the <laughs> co-ed naked soccer taglines. <laughs> wait, wait. See, uh, see if I can fill them in. <laughs> okay. Co-ed naked soccer. You want me to like say the first half of the yeah, tagline? Yeah, I need something because I, okay. I don't know them that well. Okay. Coed naked soccer. Get your kicks. Get your kicks. <laughs> I don't know. What's that one? On the grass. That's stupid. Okay. Coed naked soccer. Go hard. In the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Go hard for 90 minutes. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. There's one that's uh, in the buff. What's that one? Uh, I'm not sure it's just co-ed naked and then some kind of joke about doing it in the grass or with your sticks yeah well I feel like that's every every co-ed naked yeah it was the same Uh, era as give blood play hockey we were having a lot of fun no fear t-shirts second place is first loser (laughs) that's a shirt I actually owned for some reason uh co-ed naked soccer take advantage of scoring chances and co-ed naked soccer use your head to score what oh wow wow so there we go so co-ed naked soccer was um uh like sort of a a subset of a brand that still exists and the name of the the overarching brand uh, is Chowdaheads, <laughs> which <laughs> you live in Maine, so I actually yeah. I actually home picked of out, Chowda famously. Don't go, don't go to Chowdaheads because I've purchased you a hat from Chowdaheads as the inaugural <laughs> Yellow Jackets gift for us. Both. Wow, are we supposed <laughs> to be getting each other gifts for every episode? <laughs> I just like when I did the research and I saw all of the Chowdaheads merchandise, I was like, oh my God, Jenny would fucking love this shit. Wow. Jenny's I can't like wait to find out what Red happens Sox next. Nation. So, oh, um, yeah, go Sox. Yeah. So, anyway, wow, that was our tangent on fucking Chowdaheads, co ed naked fucking t shirts from the 90s. But 
Something that we did not talk about, which is very important, is um, I believe your wife referred to it as tra- uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Murder Necklace. Was that your wife or was that somebody else in the <laughs> yeah. chat? Yeah, it's, yeah, that was good. good. This necklace. So the yeah. necklace is on this girl who is dead in the pit. We know that. And we know that at the start of the plane ride, Jackie has this necklace on. She's wearing the necklace. It's Jackie's necklace. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. But then. But then. She, she puts the necklace on Shauna. Okay. Let's talk about Jackie and Shauna, right? It's the start. It's the oh, opening Oh, my pod. God. Looking at Jackie. Uh, seeing Jackie through the Shauna gaze uh-huh. is a real thing. Yes. In Pride Month, no less. Uh-huh. <laughs> the tail end unreal Last day of pride month uh yeah shauna is Slipping in love in under with the jackie. wire shauna's in love with jackie shauna looks an awful lot like she's in love with jackie but are we supposed to think that or not because a lot of the time that she's looking at jackie some of the time she's looking at jeff some of the time she just saw Jeff sneak out of Jackie's room. Some of the time Jackie and Jeff are like canoodling. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like the truth is that Shauna is in love with Jackie, but the show might be confused about that. Maybe fact. the show is confused. Unless. But as a girl unless, who has looked at girls like this, sure. it is clear yeah. to me. If, if that's not what you meant, you you done fucked up because that's <laughs> what you communicated. And, you know... It is a f- an infamous move uh, for a girl in love with another girl to sleep with that girl's boyfriend. Clearly. I've seen it happen more times than I can name. If you can't get with the girl you want to get with, you get with the boy she's doing says, it with. That's the math, As people. close as you can get. We're queer experts here. We're here to tell Trust you us. how it fucking works and this is how it fucking and also like she isn't just okay so shauna's fucking jackie's boyfriend jeff and oh my god (laughs) she isn't just fucking him she's saying tell me you love me while you fuck me yeah i won't hold it against you (laughs) so I won't hold you to it or whatever the fuck she says. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's yeah, not going yeah. to mean anything outside of this. Um, but like, I, so whatever, right? Sexuality is complicated. It doesn't have to sure. be as black and white as just Shauna's in love with Jackie. Therefore, Shauna fucks Jackie's boyfriend, Jeff. But I think that's one really solid theory. And um, it is at least what's happening, regardless of why it's happening. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nobody can say it's not. Ha- well, nobody that's watching the show can say it's not happening. Correct. Jackie Correct. doesn't know what's happening. So, OK, so are we in 96? We're get- I mean, we're just all- we're going to go all over the place. But I do want to establish that the soccer team is going to nationals. That's a key piece of um, what is happening with our 1996 soccer team. Did you ever play soccer? What do you make of? I never did. I never played soccer. You played soccer? I played soccer for one year when I was a sophomore in high school. I was not very good at it, but I played defense and um, I got shin splints and uh-huh. 
spent a lot of time sitting in the like, what did they call it? It was like, it wasn't the nurse's office. It was like the trainers. I don't know, but they would wrap my mm. leg. Like they would like wrap up my legs. They would like treat all oh. of the sports injuries uh, before oh, you Oh, now I wish I did practice. sports so it I could get really my little fun. injuries treated. <laughs> truly, it was like more fun. The most fun I had was getting my injuries treated. Yeah, yeah. Treated. We're both athletes at heart, of course. Um <laughs> What do you think about um, what do you think about the principal being interviewed in the present saying that some kids it's it wouldn't be a big loss if they <laughs> went down in a plane, but because these girls were good at soccer, <laughs> it's actually sad that this yeah, happened to them. They were champions. What? They were champions. This Sir, actually... you're speaking on the record right now because we have. Do you realize be... that? <laughs> Because we happen to be watching this show and also are, you know, experts in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I very much imagined the season seven student whose head explodes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like Principal mm-hmm. Wood and Buffy, like, do not give a fuck. I'm like, he was not a champion. You know, he was not a He sports. wasn't a champion. Nobody cared about that kid's head exploding. And yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's a little more truthful than I think most principals would be, but it does seem in keeping with the general vibe on athletes in high school, especially in 1996, but probably still today. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, uh, hmm. So uh, you brought up the principal in the interview. So we can talk about the fact that like in 2021, there's a, there's a little investigated there's, it's the 25th, anniversary of this chaos do you think it's a spoiler to say that uh 25 years is anniversary pay dirt <laughs> i don't think it's a, i don't think it's a spoiler to say it i cool, mean you can cool. say it and if you know you know and if you don't then you will so it's the 25th anniversary and somebody sniffed around it's jessica roberts allegedly of the star ledger that's the newspaper I grew up with. Wow, that's no fun. big deal. That's no fun. big deal. <laughs> yeah, but is she from the Star Ledger? Because no, Shauna she doesn't has... have a byline anywhere. Nowhere. Shauna can't lady. find shit on this lady. But this lady is digging. She's digging and digging. She's talking to somebody at a fucking nursing home who's talking about trigonometry. She's talking to the principal. She's talking to fucking Allie, who is more than happy to talk about how she could have been on that plane. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's talking to Randy. Adult Randy. Randy, who I did not realize that was Randy when I first watched this uh, television show. But because you're watching it with us, you get to know that is Randy, the infamous. (laughs) Um, she, and then she, of course, shows up at Shauna's house. And insults her. Yeah. Let's play. We're not going to do a lot of sound clips in this show, okay? Because Kristen's tired. But we're playing this (laughs) motherfucking sound clip, Jenny. I don't give a shit what you meant, you smug little bitch. You don't know a fucking thing about my life. Wow. Zero to 60. Shauna. Wow. Shauna definitely. Shauna said no prisoners. (laughs) Shauna definitely wins the sassiest award um, out of these. Out of this crew, which is honestly, you have to fight for it. They are all pretty fucking sassy, but I think Shauna takes the cake. Um, To Jessica's credit, she still leaves her fucking card. She's, she's got, she's got. 
my mission, I guess. She wants that story. She wants she wants, it. she wants Shauna to write a book. We see that like this is not just a story in this community because Shauna has a fucking copy of People magazine where this 25th anniversary is marked on the cover yep. of People magazine. Yep. So this is a big fucking deal. And we learn through Shauna talking to Ty later at the diner that they are not talking. They do. They've made a pact. They're not sharing their story. They are not fucking talking about anything. And they are staying out of the public eye. Someone has not listened. Unless to that. one of them needs to run for Senate. <laughs> I mean, Taisa. That is the opposite of what you agreed oh, to. Taisa, Taisa, no. Oh God. So Nat. So the four adults we have, we talked about, right? There's Misty who is working in a hospital abusing her patients, which is really upsetting to watch. Yeah, hate that. Uh, I hate that. Thaisa, who is running for Senate with her hot wife and their son, Sammy. That's all we learn is that they're a couple running and she's running for Senate. She's referred to as the queer Kamala uh, by the photographer. (laughs) Shauna, who is married now to Jeff and has a sassy daughter, just like her former sassy self. Yep. Yep. You reap and what you Nat, sow. who has been in some kind of rehab and is about to leave that rehab, but is trying to like fucking be all zen and shit. Is she trying? Is she trying? I mean, she looks like she might be trying, but who knows? Mm. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the roundup. That's what we're working with. That's what we're working with. Also, um, I would like to talk about the relationship of Jeff and Jackie, because it seems Shauna is enjoying sex with Jeff for whatever reasons that we may not ever learn. But she's enjoying. Yep. Yeah. Jackie having a blast. By contrast, is not Jackie fully like one of the first scenes is Jackie faking an orgasm so that Jeff will just stop touching her in ways that and, do not help her at all. And the the Academy Award for the best cut from a sex scene, hard <laughs> quotes, to a toothbrushing scene goes to. Yeah. Yeah. This is I think that the, the this scene, at least for for me in my personal journey as a teenager who had sex, like this, it just read so true to me. Like this, this moment of just like awkwardly being in a bed, being like, I don't know, is it working? Is it good for you? Like it just felt very real, <laughs> very high school sex. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, what about. <laughs> 
the morning after the party as everybody's getting ready to go to nationals Mm -hmm. and we see that the letters on the uh, local business sign have been rearranged to say we're proud our boys jack it does that (laughs) does that ring true to you because that feels very true to me very 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 true um they're all I I really I enjoy the assemblage of this soccer team um like the the cast of characters in 96 feels really fun to me and I think at least in my high school experience in the 90s reads pretty true to like the soccer team or the girls lacrosse team because you have like Girls who do not share anything in common except for the fact that they're on this sports team. And like there's Thaisa, who's like incredibly driven. And then there's like Jackie, who's chosen specifically by the coach, not for her abilities to play soccer, but for her abilities to like lead them, which we get like a a whole speech by the coach about this, that like this is what her talent is. She's good at sort of like, I don't know, carrying the flag, if you will for folks mm-hmm. to follow. Natalie, who is branded as the, like, punk drug user, like, kid who doesn't give a fuck about fuck. <laughs> that mm. for now? Yes, I am always saying, mm-hmm. there goes a girl who doesn't give a fuck about fuck. She doesn't give a fuck about fuck. Um, and they're all sort of, like, together for this one cause. Oh, and you know who we haven't mentioned yet? Who's that? One of my favorite characters. The goalie. Who's that? Van. Oh, Van. Yeah, Van rocks. Yeah, Van rocks. Uh, I think, like, I think they do a, a really nice job, a really admirable job of establishing the individual personalities of a pretty enormous mm-hmm. cast within, mm-hmm. you know, a, a 50-something minute yeah. pilot. And, and to your point, I'm going to springboard off of what you were just saying, that Right after we see We're Proud Our Boys Jacket, uh, <laughs> we get a little bit of a montage uh, with a with an NXS cover mm-hmm. over it. And this is what we see. We see Jackie packing her suitcase very neatly. Mm. Natalie smoking a cigarette through a trailer window. Mm-hmm. Laura Lee kneeling and praying uh, in front of a picture of Jesus. Lottie alone at a huge dining table uh, being served her prescription meds by a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Van slapping her mom awake mm-hmm. uh, to give her a ride. Misty watching a rat swimming and though we don't see it, ultimately, I'm going to guess, drowning. Mm-hmm. is saying goodbye to her parents. Her parents are like, remember, honey, the important thing is to have fun while Thais is like, yeah, or the important thing is to ensure that your team is the best it can be by uh, physically removing your t- your subpar teammates from the running. Coach Martinez saying goodbye to his wife, mm-hmm. who does not look like she wants to be kissed by him, mm-hmm. and getting into the car with t- his two sons. Right. And Shauna reading her brown acceptance letter. When earlier in the episode, Jackie was like telling her what their rut what color scheme she decided on for their rutgers dorm room that they'd be sharing yeah and earlier jessica was like a star ledger jessica was like you fucking could have gone to brown so like we we Mm -hmm. not only this is why i think that this episode of television is one of the 
better things I've ever seen packed into 55 minutes because you get like mm. so much information, like just from those three tiny moments, you know, that Shauna got into Brown. She was maybe not going to go to Brown because she was going to be roommates with fucking Jackie, who maybe she's in love with. And also she never went to Brown anyway, because question mark cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> But like, that's, it's just so much. And I, I'm just really like agreeing with you that like, we learn so much about these fucking characters in such a short span of time in this episode. So we get them all as adults. And I just want to talk about Shauna for a second, because I think we get the most of Shauna, right? Like Shauna is definitely the character who is, it's a team, but it feels like Shauna, there's more of Shauna than anyone else. Yeah. And Shauna, um, the first adult scene we get is Shauna on a bed masturbating. Do we have to? Well, I think it's important because, first of all, I remember my first viewing of this and it took me so like there was so much flying at our faces when you watch this episode for the first time that like I truly remember the first time I watched this. I was like, what is this? Where is she? What? Like, I really couldn't put it together until Mm -hmm. later what I had seen. But Shauna is on her masturbating on her daughter's bed and the pan goes to the, the high school photos. And then, like, later we see her in the garden. She's upset about a rabbit in her fucking garden, and she fucking kills the rabbit later. There's a lot happening here. Um, And I think, and, like, it's all also situated with the fact that we know that she has wound up with Jeff um, long term. So I just am, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. shining a spotlight on the fact that there's a lot of trauma here. And I think that... I think that some of the fucked up shit we're seeing, like I at least when I first watched this episode, I read the the rabbit shit as just like, okay, so they like were in the wild for however long. And like you kind of have to make your peace with killing animals to eat them if that's what you're dealt. And also I yeah. kind of find that healthier than our relationship. Yeah, than to... being utterly removed from it. Right. And just like buying your meat and never actually thinking about like how that shit happens. And then with the like sex of it all, I think for me anyway, like my interpretation of this is just these girls in 1996, they're 16 years old, 17 years old, maybe 18 years old, having like beginning sexual experiences and then we are Mm. led to believe that their life just becomes a pile of trauma so i think that our relationship to desire is impacted by something like that and so i take this scene to to very much be like (sighs) reaching back for anything that ever felt good which is like yeah like before they got on that fucking plane Um, yeah yeah i mean there must well it feels like there could be a possibility for some emotional arrest right totally totally i mean we're not listen we're not doctors you know but no um, far from it but it does seem like these girls have been through a shit ton and we've got nine more episodes to explore that in and seeing them all in 2021, we are seeing some of the remnants of what has happened. So yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't uh, talked about. I love Allie's- when she's watching. Oh. 
I love when she's watching not Jeopardy and says, I am Paradise Lost. (laughs) (laughs) So Melanie Linsky's comedy is so like her just like dry fucking bullshit is so fucking good. I I also love when her daughter I mean we don't get too much of Callie her daughter in this episode but Mm -hmm. I love (laughs) when Callie comes home and uh, Shauna says is that you and Callie says no it's a marauding pack of thieves we've come to burgle your 12 year old desktop and all your ceramic bunnies this house is full of bunny statuary something to note since she also just killed a bunny put that in your fucking Shanshu prophecies um Okay, R- so write that in your blood spattered journal, journal, Kristen. I've been meaning to tell you. Yes. We do see a little uh, sort of transparent, like multi-page pan of a of what we discover is is Shauna's journal from the back then, mm-hmm. and there appears to be some blood splatters on it. And I wanted to tell everyone listening <laughs> that once I wrote a short story when I was a kid uh, that was in diary form that ended mid-sentence because the narrator was uh, killed by some kind of wild animal and I too (laughs) smeared ketchup all over the pages um, to simulate uh, blood splatter. I never did that. I feel ashamed that I I can't live up to this story. All I did, which I know you did too, because if you lived in the 90s and had any kind of creativity, you definitely burned the edges of paper that you wrote on. Naturally. Uh, naturally. Yes, because it was an ancient Ancient. text. (laughs) Jenny put her her hand to her forehead like she was on a fucking fainting couch uh, when she said that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's... The most 90s thing about this episode, Kristen. And I have two options for you. Oh, okay. Limited Unless you have already. a third nominee. Okay, okay. Uh, they happen in close, like, quick succession. Uh, is it Fruit by the Foot? Mm. Or is it Travis calling Javi a butt munch? <laughs> I'm going to go butt munch. And the reason is that yesterday I was at Urban Outfitters and... Fruit by the foot was being sold at the counter and it made me mad. So <laughs> so it's too soon to talk about fruit by the foot. No, for it's just, they're trying to bring fruit by the foot back again, like a 90s relic. Maybe it not, never left. I'm not here for it. No, it's in fucking Urban Outfitters, which is just like, hey, have you heard of the 90s? The 90s is cool. Um, so I'll go butt munch. But I that actually segues to... A general scene I would like to talk about, which, you know, goes over the course of many scenes because we're all over the place. This is, uh, you know, we're like back and forth and all around. But there is a party and there are important things about this party. First of all, to your 90s point, I think as a child of the 90s, a teen of the 90s, that most of this is done really well. I think the music is like makes me really nostalgic. Um, The dress, you know, like clearly it's like a, a like sparkly show, you know, it feels like glossy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like it feels very 90s to me. But the party is the one place in this episode where it felt a little heavy handed to me in a way that didn't feel quite right. Because And it wasn't musically. Musically, everything's chef's kiss. But it's like you we get to when we arrive at the party, we have a close up of a keg that pull like zooms out or zooms forward and we see somebody smoking weed out of an apple 
bong or apple pipe, I guess. Mm, and then mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. like moves again and there's like somebody walking by carrying a boom box. And I was like, okay, one too many, guys. <laughs> That's one too many. Okay, settle buttons. down, settle down. It doesn't have to be all everything at once. Right. I ha- Yes. Have I, have I done keg stands in the 90s? Yes. Have I smoked weed out of an apple in the 90s? Yes. Have I had boom boxes? Indeed, I have. So it, none of them are inaccurate. It was just too many all at once. Um, there's there's also something that's very important that happens in the 90s, which is a locker room full of uh, soccer team singing <gasps> shoop all together. Yeah. Uh, I once dated a goalie who came to a party at my house and shoop came on. We'd been dating for a while and all of a sudden she just sang every word to shoop. And I was like, what? I should have been, been a goalie, I guess keeping this from me uh so true life mm-hmm. goalies and soccer players no shoop uh mm-hmm. but more importantly mm-hmm. the question we have to ask now mm. for a segment i'm naming don't drop the needle is Kristen. <laughs> how far can you get through the lyrics of shoop with me prompting you okay well wait are we spreading this out over many episodes or you're just doing it all right now i'm just gonna do some shoop and we'll see how far you get Okay, so you're going you like, to say any... a few lines and then look at me to finish it? That's right. That's okay. right. I'm so uh, nervous, even though I know all of the words. Okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> here I go. Here I go. Here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Men. Okay, then. <laughs> chillin'. Chillin'. Mindin' my business. Uh, yo, Salt. I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I, I swear. S- oh. I stared. My knees full with... <laughs> my knees hold on my knees my knees what did I like they buckled but I don't know my knees oh Kristen my knees oh Kristen my knees full with gliss <laughs> okay uh my niece my witness my niece <gasps> oh uh the daughter of my sibling my niece. my witness okay 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 all right so I this is uh, that's... credit for that <laughs> Okay, so uh, I we, think you we, did admirably. Do we stop every time I fuck up and then the next episode we continue? Uh, yeah, I think that sounds good. Unless okay, there's a different niece... song that we want to explore the lyrics of in the next episode. But I don't know any lyrics to any songs except for Shoop. Um, so, so it's my niece. Wait, my niece, my witness is the lyric? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, like with God as my witness. Right. No, but, I mean, I understand contextually. I just okay. always thought it was something about her knees, and I just never knew what it was. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> back to the party. I want to talk about the party more. Jenny, there are other things about this party that I would like to talk about. Yes, tell me. Well, one of them in particular is that we get the scene before the party where Jackie and Shauna are together in Shauna's room. Great room, mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. way. Like everybody's dream oh, yeah. room is Shauna's room. Very it's like cool. in a fucking like loft. It's like it's very cool. Um, yeah. but in it as they're getting ready, Jackie's like, you should really wear the the red dress, the boob dress, she calls it. And mm-hmm. Shauna is like, go fuck yourself, Jackie. I'm gonna wear what the fuck I wanna wear, Jackie. And then she wears <laughs> The red dress to the party, which I feel like is very important. And again, like really succinct storytelling, really yeah. fucking succinct, you know? Yeah. Um, And then 
I also think two two other things about this party uh, stick out for me. One, <laughs> one is fucking Nat getting so high and us getting really trippy. Big fish, little fish. We're like, if you don't know this song, what do you think is happening? You know what I mean? Like, if you've never heard this song before in your life, do you think it's just like a haunted soundtrack like do you think you know what I mean yeah I mean that's what I thought when it came on Z100 the first time (laughs) I ever heard it I was like what the fuck (laughs) my radio was haunted um but I love it I love it so dearly as a music choice for Nat oh yeah like looking at her friend's faces melting it's really Mm -hmm. good the other piece of this party that feels really important, even if it's a little cheesy, is that there is a fight. <laughs> I didn't bring down whatever Taisa says to Natalie at this fucking party, but it's something like... Oh, I have it. You have it? Because it's good. Don't you have a bong to hit or a dick to <laughs> suck? Don't. High school, Boom. burn. Roasted. High school, burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, so, like, there's all this <laughs> conflict about, like, Allie's injury and Thaisa's involvement in it. And um, most of the people we know on the team are in the loop. But sweet, gentle Laura Lee, who never did anything wrong yeah. in her life. In her life. It's just like, what are we talking about, guys? And everyone's like, shut up, Laura Lee. <laughs> and um, I would like to say no yeah. to that. Protect Laura Lee at all costs so i love her something and and then i want to go back to the party because i do want to talk about this like jackie hurting everybody into a lion situation but we've talked about like ally breaking her leg kind of tangentially we've talked about like taisa's intentionality whatever but we haven't really talked about it and i just like the episode is set up and the girls a lot of the girls on the soccer team are like wow taisa just fucking breaking Allie's leg so that she doesn't go to nationals because the general vibe is that Allie is younger than the rest. She's not as good at soccer and they don't want her to play. Taisa especially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't want her to play. Nat is like, we're a team. Nat's like, she's a freshman. And Ty is like, she's a liability. <laughs> saying what uh, teens always say when they're talking about their soccer teammates. Like, normally I'd be like, yeah, the teen wouldn't say that. But like, knowing but probably Thaisa, Thaisa. Yeah, Thaisa definitely fucking said that shit. But I just like, uh, I guess I understand that the girls think that this was intentional. I don't actually think that I don't think that Taisa wanted Allie to break her leg. I think she was being fucking no. rough with Allie and like wanted Allie and to trying like, to like shake her up. Yeah, and, but I, I inspire okay. her to greatness, perhaps. Right, and it and it didn't it didn't go well. It went horribly no. wrong. Um, but okay, I just wanted to check in with you because I was like, does everybody think that Taisa did this on purpose? I don't necessarily, but um. Okay, yeah. I'm putting a pin over here because we need to talk about like m- the misty of it all f- for for a minute. But before we do, I just want to talk a- finish the party, which is that also at this party after this fight, they're fighting. The goalie Van gets involved. You know, she's like, to break it up, break up. Van is like the most amazing <laughs> goalie of all goalies. Like she just really oh, occupies yeah. that space very well. But the girls are fighting, and Jackie is the one that is like. Get your shit together. 
yellow jackets over here, you know, and she like lines uh-huh, them all uh-huh. up. And she she tells them that they have to, like the assignment is. Say something nice about everybody else. And Laura Lee is like, you are beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. And you are beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. And I love her. I know. Laura Lee. I mean, honestly, we're only in episode one. So like we have a journey to go on. But even from the jump with Laura Lee, I think her character is treated really quite nice like I I really like the treatment of her character because it isn't it isn't this like oh this girl likes to pray so all the other girls make fun of her kind of a a story you know like they really have space for Laura Lee they laugh about it and they like make fun of her in ways but it feel at least to me and maybe this is like I don't know if it's a spoiler it's but like in my soul I feel like they love Laura Lee you know and I I get that yeah their relationship to her feels wholesome yeah yeah Anyway, they dismiss it's like, Laura Lee from her. There's definitely, there's definitely this vibe, like we were just talking about before, like they're all coming from very different places, but they are, they really are a team yeah. in uh, a lot of respects, not just on the field. Yeah. 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 They're tasked with, I mean, when you are in a relationship where like the overarching goal is that you need to be able to work together, it does extend past just what you do on the field. Right. Because Mm -hmm. if you are shitty to each other outside of that space, or if you don't understand somebody's motivations outside of that space, then inside of that space, it's going to affect those things. And, and I think that like, even at this point, they get that. And what I like about this, like, line up and say something nice about everybody else, because it's really cheap. It feels really cheesy, you know, but they do it. And mm-hmm. it just in my like heart space, it felt very nostalgic to me in in a way of like at this at this age. Right. You're see you're senior. They're seniors in high school, whatever they are. They're like 17, 18. And you're an adult in a lot of ways. You know, you you're able to like kind of form opinions about the world around you and like take care of yourself and what have you. But most of your information about like how to do things is still taken from the adults around you. And so what I love about this is that like they are doing a lot right in their own way. But the fact that Jackie is like, I know what to do. We have to stand in a line and say something nice about the other person. It's just (laughs) such like a, you know, like Britney Spears says it best, like not a girl, not yet a woman. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, Mm -hmm. they're on that line, man. And they're trying to fucking figure it out. And they're trying to figure out how to relate to each other. And they're trying to figure out how to do a good job. But they're still like kind of kids. And I just love it. It's good. It's good. So you want to talk about the misty of it all. Yeah. One of the notes that I highlighted and was like, Kristen, don't forget to talk about it. It's just buzz, buzz, buzz. And what I mean by buzz, buzz, buzz is misty. Misty's <laughs> over the top enthusiasm at the pep rally. Here's the thing about the pep rally. Uh, Jackie says that the pep rally is so that the freshmen have something to jerk off to. Oh my God. Uh, the, the pep rally, the first thing we see the pep rally is the boys baseball team which we know from Jackie is mediocre and everyone's like, yay. <laughs> Golf clap. And then they're like, holy shit, hold on to your butt. Here comes the girls soccer team. And they all run out and it's like, good vibration. <laughs> bow, and everyone's bow, like bow. dancing. And the yellow jacket mascot is like booping around and everyone's like clapping and buzz, buzz, buzz. Nobody's saying buzz, buzz, buzz louder than Misty. But do you remember 
your pep rallies and did they look like this? I want to say that my pep rallies didn't feel like this, but I can't really remember. Mostly my the pep rally space in my brain is taken up by Riverdale pep rallies, you know, so, which are very enthusiastic. I don't. OK, so two things. I don't think that the pep rallies at my high school pumped in music this loud. Like, I don't I don't think they understood the power of loud music. But mm-hmm. my biggest memories of pep rallies was skipping them because I wasn't a fucking kid that went to pep rallies. Like that's mm. really so I don't actually have authentic information to present to the group because my biggest memory is trying not to pay attention to the pep rallies. I see. I see. <laughs> uh, well, but I never uh, skipped anything. I wish that I was there. Like I truly wish that I was fucking part of it because these this soccer team running in slow motion to good vibrations out to form their little line is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Then they just like stand there and everyone's like, wow. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Soccer. But yeah, Misty is teens. Misty's enthusiasm is scary. I think we can all agree. It's, you know, her buzz, her buzz, buzz, buzz. And the coach, this is the assistant coach, is it right? It's like there's the adult coach and then there's this Yeah, other there's guy. Coach Martinez, then there's assistant coach, cute Ben, and then there is equipment manager, Misty. Buzz, 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 buzz. Just so, so into it. So intense. And like... The other piece of Misty is that uh, that we get from this episode is like she's very intensely a fan of this soccer team. We get adult Misty who is very intense and scary in her job as a nurse or hospital worker. And the middle piece of Misty in this episode is that when Allie's leg barf fucking barf horrible horrible (laughs) nothing worse oh yeah nothing worse than this will ever happen to a leg on this television show right jenny (laughs) yeah definitely definitely Uh... not um but misty misty runs from the fucking sidelines and is like literally like i am prepared for serious trauma injuries like i am here so all of those things need to go in our fucking misty notebook now our blood splattered diary our our blood spattered journal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Not in our Shanju prophecy, for no, example, you're, in or your our vampire up. diary. Our blood spattered journal. Can we call it the Heinz journal? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, we can. Put into in, the Heinz journal with you. Into the Heinz journal. Um, okay. A couple of other things, Jenny, that I um wanted to talk about. I'm ready. One is I just want to talk about Natalie, um, young Natalie, because it's, you know, this is my second to third viewing of these episodes. So now I'm like steeped in shit. But I know that after this episode of television, I was here for teen Natalie and teen Natalie's fucking nerdy, fucking gothy friends, Kevin and the other guy who like fucking are out there in their Marilyn Manson sorry about that shit t-shirts but this is authentic to the 90s um I just loved Natalie from the jump Nat young Natalie was my favorite of all and like you know now I'm a seasoned viewer I have more nuanced opinions but I just wanted to call out Marilyn Manson Kevin and beeper other guy as like the guy these are the these are the friends I had in high school 
1000%. These are my friends. Not Natalie. She'd be too cool. I would have a crush on Natalie. But like, yeah, yeah. The two dudes, fully the dudes I hung out with in high school, 1000%. Oh. And they were such good guys. They really were. They were good boys. Nice boys. Nice boys. I had this experience um, recently. I went down to Hastings down in like Westchester and they had like a pride festival in June and I've like reached the age of the creepy adult who like is nostalgically looking at high school kids. Like I, there was this like group of these kind of kids sitting on this like ledge and they were just like, being fucking kids just like fucking around laughing about shit but like they were good kids you could tell they were like good goth kids and I just like couldn't stop staring at them and I was like you have to stop staring at them Kristen you're 41 years old but I just wanted them to know that like I was once them you know like I just had I had a really big emotional experience with it so that's all that's all I just wanted to share it with you (laughs) oh my god you know like all those times when we were weird goth kids. Well, I don't know if you would consider yourself a weird goth kid, but you at least hung out with the weird goth kids. Uh, definitely weird kid, not yeah goth. But like probably if I saw somebody who was me now, then I'd be like, what does this weird fucking old lady fucking want? <laughs> <laughs> but like probably she was just looking at me because she's like, I used to be you, kid. I used to be you. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else do you want to talk about before we end this the inaugural episode of Doom Coming, a Yellow Jackets podcast? Okay, I was try- I've been trying to find the other the name of the other friend everywhere. Uh that's not Kevin. Oh, it's Natalie yeah. and Kevin and another kid. And I've been looking for his name. I've clicked on every single actor that's listed in the pilot on IMDB and squinted at their photos to be like, is that? Uh, I just found a script, mm-hmm. but uh, in the script, uh, Kevin and that kid don't have names. They just have, like, descriptors. Uh. Like, Kevin is just called goth. <laughs> uh, this script also has scenes that did not make it into the final cut of the oh, pilot. So if you're curious, you can find this on the internet. Um, okay. Sorry, that was my little mission that failed uh, miserably. What's left? What's left in the spoiler-free zone? Right, right. Or is it time? It's almost time. Um, Two things, I think, on this side of the fence. For me, is that right? Um, Well, one thing is adult Nat. Important things, I think, that happen here. Um, After they rescued... Right. Sorry, I have I have an important Nat thing too. Go on. After they rescued us, I lost my purpose thanks to my time here. I finally know how to get it back. She goes into her storage space and like buffs up her fucking rifle gun. So and then and then is sitting in the car in the last like montage. We see her in her car as Misty comes out of the hospital. Yeah, watching Misty watching leave Misty. her work. What's her What's her fucking What's her purpose? purpose? What's her hmm. purpose? <laughs> Uh, my important thing about adult Nat is that (laughs) Dave, the storage unit guy, rolls up on her while she is checking out her Porsche, and she's like, hi, Dave, (laughs) in the way that only Juliette Lewis can do. And I have this highlighted in my notes because I, every single time I watch this, I bump on it so hard. 
vultures have been circling this storage unit, people have been like, oh, I want this cherry unit. And I've noticed when I'm checking on my unit that I never, ever see anybody around this unit. Sir, that's simply not happening. No, Do but you, is, Does Dave want this unit? But it Dave is wants this unit. And I think Dave's probably just trying to make conversation with this, like, wild lady that stored a Porsche and a rifle for, like, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True, true, true. Um, okay, so the other the other piece that seems really important to talk about here is the we we kind of like mentioned it, but the Taisa and Shauna diner scene feels like a thing we should write in our Heinz diaries. You know, we agreed say no more than we have to stay out of the public eye. If someone is digging, we are all <gasps> fucked. Oh my god, what could it mean? What could it mean? Also, there's been no Nat's in rehab and there's been no sign of the others. Of the others. Right, right. So you know, very shows... interesting. Also, Jersey Diner. Woo woo. Yeah, you can't have a show set in Jersey without one scene being in a diner in the pilot episode. That's a rule. It's actually a rule. Standards and practices. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Says it has yeah. to be done. Um, Jenny, before we go into the spoiler bin, which really I'm hoping you're going to lead because you're the Reddit queen. Um, mm. I wanted to say something about the score of the show because we've talked about the music placement, which I think is fucking phenomenal. I mean, we get like Smashing Pumpkins and PJ Harvey and fucking I mean, we get everything that we've ever wanted music placement wise. But something that I learned, I think, uh, when I was watching the show, but then forgot and relearned all over again, is that one of the people that's responsible for the score of the show is Anna Waronker. Is that how you say her last name? So actually, I believe that the deal is (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) uh, I'm I'm uh, vamping, I'm vamping, I'm finding the because Somebody scored the pilot. Yeah. The music for the pilot was composed by Theodore Shapiro. Um, I believe there was a bit of a delay because of COVID between the pilot and the rest of the season being filmed. And by the time it came back around and they were able to start shooting again, uh, Theodore Shapiro was unavailable. So the rest of the season was scored by Craig Wedren of yeah. Shudder to Think, What What, and Anna Warriker of That Dog. Right. Okay, so you're right. You're right. In my song list, the reason I have Craig and Anna in my list is because of the theme song and the end credits. Um in this in the pi- you know, in the pilot. So there. okay, so their their end credits music made it into the pilot. Yes. And probably because the- that's like the last thing that goes in when you're like prepping a show to go. Totally. Totally. Uh, and but, we haven't seen the theme yet. We don't see the ce- the theme until episode three, four, uh, three. Okay, 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 okay. But I was just really excited because I loved that dog um, in the 90s. Me too. And like Big I, fan of, of that dog and I had a Shudder to Think record that I loved also. I don't know. I actually don't know Shudder to Think. Is Shudder to Think another 90s situation? Yeah, they didn't have as... They weren't like as mainstream. Oh, th- that dog was sort of like your that was like a your that was favorite like a subtle burn your, they were like your favorite <laughs> alt band's favorite alt band okay, okay, you know they yeah. were like a little more under the radar although they were on geffen they just like weren't like mm-hmm. mo- as monstrously popular they're like a little bit more left of center um 
And Shudder, I think, probably occupied a similar kind of like footprint. Um, Craig has like a very interesting, cool, unique voice. Um, I would recommend checking out the song Red House. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking we could um, maybe uh, take out the episode with, I don't know, like Minneapolis or something. You know what I mean? Just like a, a, that, wow. a that dog. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, the 90s was a weird time to like music because it's so it's so funny to like go back and be like, oh, yeah, that dog. Who the fuck knows who that dog is? But then like you, a child of the 90s, is like, well, that dog was like very mainstream. But like then uh, shuddered to think, you know, it was like a, it just it felt like we were really like steeped in music in a way that is not possible in the time we live in right now. Yeah, well, I think that um, barriers to entry to distribute music. Yeah. To the ways that we all consume it have been completely obliterated totally uh so the field is you know incomprehensibly broader than it was right you know 20 25 years ago i don't know if we hit all of the points where experimenting with this loose free format so if we have missed something in the non-spoiler segment and you are so upset with us you just need to let us know and we will talk about it next time but jenny i think now is is the point in the episode when we put some kind of a sound cue in so that the folks at home know that we are moving over into what's the buzz Yes, we're going to Spoiler Town. Take him to What's the Buzz? What's the Buzz? Okay. Okay. I only have one thing marked down for this segment, so you're really in charge. Hit me. My thing is those girls didn't give a good goddamn about trigonometry. Uh, okay, so are you in the camp? Are you thinking about the popular theory that uh, math is going to save them? Math yes. is going to. I I cannot for the life of me scrub my mind of, of thinking it's going to get them off the island. <laughs> right, this is I the know. television show Lost. <laughs> is, this is, is the book Lord of the Flies. They are on an island, it obviously. Is. It is very lost. Math is going to get them out of the woods. But like, yeah, so trigonometry is it, like, I remember you maybe like four to five episodes into your watch bringing to yeah. me a thread about trigonometry and it made my head explode. And then to my deep delight, the next episode that we watched in real time, fucking, I think Shauna's daughter is like, blah, 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 trigonometry. And I like have never yeah. screamed so loud at a television in my I think life. It, I think that's in this episode. I think uh, Shauna asks oh. Callie if her teacher's going to let her retake the her trig test. I thought. There's a lot of, like trigonometry is a very random thing to bring into conversation in a script so many times mm-hmm. and they bring it in a good amount. So that is my one contribution to What's the buzz <laughs> is fucking what is the trigonometry of it all? The little figure that we don't I don't think we've seen the fig. Right. We see the figure next episode. Um, but he he seems very mathematically uh, shapen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a certain. Uh, yeah. A little sim- symmetry. Some some fucking math <laughs> happening there. Um, yeah. But so that's yeah. my big one. That's my big one. Okay. But what, what okay. else do you okay. have for, for what's the buzz, Jenny? Something I I never thought about um, before 
this watch is I think in the next episode, Travis says that his dad was out of his seatbelt and like got thrown out of the plane because he was helping people put masks on. Yeah. And we see at the very end of this episode, we see him put on Shauna's mask and Shauna looks over at Jackie and Jackie has a mask on, but they're, they both were passed out because they took Jackie's mom's Valium. Right. Uh, so I wonder, I don't think that ever comes up for the rest of the season, but I wonder if, if it ever will. Right. We also see Coach Martinez give Javi the gum to chew for his ears. You remember chewing gum every time the plane took off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and we and Javi holds on to that. Javi keeps that gum in his mouth for, for some time to come. Right. Um, something that there's been a lot of like there's been a lot of speculation about like the idea that eventually, the girls and possibly Ben, uh, if he makes it, are gonna split into two factions. Right. And that what we see uh, at the end of the episode in the wilderness in this app. Uh, Misty lifting the fur mm -hmm. after they've feasted upon the flesh and we see that weird little smile. There's been a lot of speculation that Misty actually just poisoned everyone else mm. uh, in that like there's been speculation that that's like the bad murdery right. cannibal faction right. and Misty is actually infiltrated. allied with the other right. yeah. infiltrated the uh, cannibals to kill them. <laughs> yeah so we'll see it sounds like something we'll misty would get up to it does but like i think also this show had us all believing some pretty big wild theories and like i remember oh yeah reading a lot of articles at the end of the show that was like you're all fucked because you grew up with tv with these like wild fucking things but this show is actually just telling a story like it doesn't it doesn't have to be as wild as you're making it you know so i'm curious to see how that continues to unfold as we get more seasons of the show um also jenny yeah i think that there was a thing and i don't i hope you just know but um, I feel like I remember you sending me a thread about the song that was playing. Oh, right when when Jeff sneaks yes. out of Jackie's room. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's there was a, a screenshot going around with the the lyric subtitles uh, up uh, in the in the Yellow Jackets uh, Reddit, and it's um, the Liz Fair uh, song Supernova. The lyric, "You walk in clouds of glitter." happens while like that those words just come up across the bottom of the screen as as jeff is running across the the lawn and if you're here in what's the buzz with us you know yeah. that later jeff will be walking in clouds <laughs> glitter, of glitter glitter key plot point later in the series yeah um, yeah yeah so i don't that's all i have for what's the buzz in this episode but this feels really important because there are things like this that i said to jenny i was like we're gonna lose track of all of the little fucking shit that's in these episodes that later is like oh my god was this there because of this was this there because of that um, yeah should so. we should we set up a doom coming and then also a what's the buzz yeah uh, what's the discord buzz channel, channel and sub channel yeah 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 totally so totally. that y'all can y'all can talk about the non-spoiled like the unspoiled and also the spoiled yeah um all right, Jenny, we're at the end of this episode because I need to literally leave this recording to go immediately late to a recording for Kiss, 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 a first kiss, co podcast. Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. With LaToya. My so from... deepest apologies to LaToya for keeping you. <laughs> 
So we need um a sign off. Maybe we won't think of it this time, but um uh what if what if at the end of every episode you're like until next time and then I say I I was standing and you say you we're there, and I say two worlds collided, and then I say and they could never tear us apart. No. Okay. Or what if we channel <laughs> Jackie hanging out the side of her car, screaming at a local business's sign that was just like saying something generally encouraging about the boys' baseball team? What if we just yell, "We're going to fucking nationals"? <laughs> okay. Give me an until next time, and I'll shout it with you. Until. Next time. We're, We're going, going to fucking, fucking nationals. nationals. Yeah, it's like medium. It's medium. We'll work on it. Workshop it. Yeah, we'll we'll think of more things. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I was at the Jabberjaw, the cutest boy I ever saw. He was standing behind me. He was such a dream. Kept looking right my way. I wanna see him every day. Randy told me where he lives in Minneapolis. Hung around the closing time. Wanna make a mine all mine. Told my friends I want to leave. They embarrassed me. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.